The following podcast is recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Another episode of Mexi Mind Matters. I am your host, the Mexican, episode 165, coming to you live from the most electrifying city in the world, Columbus, Ohio. And today's episode has a theme Mean what you say. In other words, as I've always said, don't talk shit unless whatever you're talking shit about is not something that you do. I myself will never bitch at anyone for something that I myself do. And if and if for some reason that ever happens, call me out on it. I will fix it. I will stop doing it. But I can guarantee you that in my entire 34 years of existence, I have never bitched or gotten pissed at someone for doing something that I myself do. Case in point, I will never complain to you that you always arrive late to work if I myself am always late. That will never happen because I'm never late. So therefore I'm allowed to bitch at you for being late. But that's the example. And let me let me throw out some things that have happened over the last week or so that have led to this themed podcast. First and foremost, because we'll get this one out of the way because I'm tired of talking about his nonsense, LeBron James, newly newly found Laker, decides to, you know, hint that he will be at a pizza shop that he owns, partially, in L.A., Giving out free pizza. Lo and behold, fans show up. He's nowhere to be found. Wife tweets that, oh yeah, he's jacking off God knows where on a boat somewhere. Clearly not at the pizza shop. Not a very good PR, you know, thing to do. Especially since you wanted to conserve your image and decided after three games to... You know, have your PR people put a cast on you claiming that you broke your wrist because you punched the wall. Big no-no. Mean what you say. If I'm hinting that I own partially a pizza shop in L.A. and I'm going to be there to hand out free pizza, motherfucker, my ass will be there handing free pizza. If I want to win over the diehard L.A. fans. Mind you, the diehard L.A. fans like myself. It'll take a little bit more than free pizza to win us over. Like I said before, you're there for four years. You claim you're the greatest of all time, which you're not. But hey, if you claim that, four straight rings. We got Rondo, McGee, and and uh, KCP, and the young guys. Better than what you had, but I don't still. I still don't think you're gonna make it past Houston and the Warriors. So, and they just got better. So yeah, 
And please don't bring Melo to L.A. We don't need more has-beens. That team would have been awesome in 2010 with Kobe. But no, none of you wanted to join. And nobody wanted to take a pay cut. Which, by the way, back then, Kobe fits into this too. Because I was disappointed that he did not take a pay cut. But he always says he's all about winning. All about winning, you take a pay cut, you bring better players to win more championships to be more more relevant than Michael. That didn't happen. Hmm. Mean what you say, ladies and gentlemen. Same thing at the World Cup. So we got France, Belgium, and England, Croatia in the semifinals. And the French are just like the Italians. Every time, doesn't matter what squad they have, as they progress into the playoffs and the later rounds, the knockout stages, they'll uh, sneak a goal on you, oh, then lay back and defend and just hit you on the counter. They got Mbappe, and they can hit you where it hurts if you t- if you put too many people forward. Belgium had a good attack, but their defense, as we saw against Japan, kind of lackluster. So, they lost. Me and my brothers were like, oh, well, we always root for England, too, because, you know, we lived there 11 years, you know. They kind of have our hearts. We all support British uh, Premier League teams. Let's go England. Clearly, I'm looking at the Final Four. uh, Belgium, France, Croatia. England could beat any one of those three teams if they played correctly. Well, they're up 1-0. Then, late in the game, Croatia sneaks one in with a with a kick. That kick was very, very close to the head of one of the defenders. Now, mind you, normally that's kicking in danger. Yes, that is a rule in, in soccer, football. But I think it was allowed because the defender dove and the guy got to the ball first. So, technically, if the guy would have headed the ball... It would have been after the fact that he would have hit a shoe. So, sorry. The game's 1-1's not lost. But, oh, England puts their heads down. England's like, oh, we have to go to extra time. The British are not known for being good penalty kick takers, so they're probably dreading that. And, oh, lo and behold, Masuchik, from the pass, just walks, strolls past the last defenders of England. Like, you know, Peter going through his house, you know, Peter through his home. Hey, hey guys, I'm Peter. I just like to, you know, eat my English breakfast and just score a goal against you guys. Bam. Yeah, no chance for the keeper. You can't tell me you know how to defend and then let goals like this happen. You're up 1-0 and you got 15 minutes left on the clock. Hold the fort. How can you not hold the fort? It's not like you have John Terry back there, an idiot who doesn't know how to defend. You got decent people now. But hey, now you're playing for third place against Belgium. You already lost once to them. Uh, see if you can finish third, England. France going for the second World Cup. I will say, I kind of now have to root for the French. Ali Libler. Let's 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 bring it home. Only because you know I have enough French friends. You know we all went to the Lycée. Sure, why not? Versus Croatia? Oh yeah, no. 
I would rather have France win a second title than Croatia win their first ever World Cup. Plus, France has an overall better team. On paper, they should win. It's the weekend of Bastille Day. Come on. Come on, Frenchies. Let's let's bring this home. Now, everybody's trying to tie this politically. Oh, the country with the first with a women, women president, it will win the World Cup. Me, me, me. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, because I'm sure Vladimir Putin said, Hey, Croatia's got a female president. She looks kind of hot. Let's let's stack the deck against everybody else except Croatia. No. Croatia and France both won their groups. Nine points each. Croatia got rid of England. It was probably the only hard, really hard game they had outside of the group stages. They beat Argentina. Great. France, I think, kind of deserves it more. Their group, you know... They beat the teams in their group. They beat Argentina. Officially knocked them out. Beat Belgium. I mean, you're you're eliminating top 10 teams here. So, just saying. Now... Mean what you say, people. Another example is at work. So, last month I hit a hundred demands. Great. Now we're running into the problem that we want to expand, and Mike is basically the only prelate attorney they have. We have. He's got to do review all these demands. I mean, there's only so much a man could do with when he has like two thousand cases. Especially with everybody else jacking the fuck off. And this week at work, so two, the, ironically, the two black paralegals, or case managers, Gina and Christina, oh, look at rhymes, got into it because Christina heard from someone else that Gina said that she doesn't do shit. Now, mind you, the day that she supposedly said that, she would have been talking to me. I don't exactly remember her saying Christina doesn't do shit to me. I'm sure we've talked about everybody office because case in point, uh, you're giving me files and I'm like, uh, why is there nothing done in this file for like a year? And Gina helps me request medical records. She looks at the files and like, well, there's not even a social or HIPAA saved in this shit. Yeah, exactly. So we are venting because everybody else for years has done squat. Now, of course, the first line of defense was, oh, these were files that were passed on from the North office where the idiots didn't know what they were doing. Okay, all right. Well, number one, stop hiring idiots, which seems to be what we're doing now. Okay, so great. But two, you've had this file for three to four months after the idiots left. And still, you couldn't even bother to get the client social, order some records. That's just, that's what we're saying. And the stats don't lie. When I look at the board from last month and the stat sheet, and I have 103 fucking demands, 
and everybody else has three, two, two, nine, and nine, that adds up to 25. I literally have more than four times the demands that everybody else has. This is why I'm getting paid more. I guarantee it. And plus, I'm averaging 60 to 70 hours a week. These fuckers are not. I guarantee that. Number two, me what you say. If you're going to come up at 5 o'clock, mind you, Christina pulled this off. It's kind of shady. You can't accuse somebody of being shady when you yourself, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, when everybody left but me, one other guy, and Gina, who was about to leave, you come up and confront her in the middle of me asking her a question about what she said. When I physically, I sit next to you, Christina, I've heard you talk shit about everybody else in this office, myself included. I don't care because my stats back it up. Well, that's what Mike wants to do. Then fine. You don't really work your cases. Uh, yeah, that's why I have 103 demands. I don't really work them, I guess. Mind you, if by that you mean I don't talk to adjusters unless I have to, and I don't listen to clients' bullshit, and I don't spend 10 minutes fucking putting together a demand package to send to the client to give them high hopes that we're going to get five times the bills. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I don't use a machine from 1950 to put a demand together. No. I fucking scan the bitch and email it to the adjuster and fax it. Client wants to know how much we're asking for. Five times the bills. Well, how much is that? Hey, mind you. Unrealistic number. So, don't expect five times the bills. Basically, my point. And so far, it's worked. So, don't talk shit. If you're going to complain that other people are talking shit about you. Especially at 5 o'clock in the middle of everybody else. Mind you, again, as I've always said. If you don't have anything wrong that you're doing. Then don't say shit. Christina doesn't want anybody to touch her files. I wonder why. Same thing with Emily. Emily, who is the friend of Tara. Well, and friend, quote unquote, because they never hang out. That is the reason I have this job. Bitches when I take her files because Mike lets me take her files. So technically I'm not supposed to take Christina and Emily's files. But I guarantee you, if I went through your 150 cases and your 100 plus cases for Christina and Emily, I will find at least 10 of them that are demand ready. And they're just sitting there doing shit. So don't talk shit. You, If you have 150 plus cases... This is Christina's scenario. So, you're the second most, you're the second case manager with the highest, second highest caseload behind me. Okay? The last couple months, you've been hitting 22 demands a month, which at first I'm like, okay, seems like she knows what she's doing. 22 demands a month is okay if you're settling your own cases. But when I go back through those months and see how many cases you've actually settled, eight and eight, you're telling me that in a month, you settled eight cases and only did 22 demands and then last month you did nine demands and I know you get all these new cases and I've heard you bitch about the cases that they try to give you and you're like oh I don't want that shitty case so you actually get cases that are gift wrapped and all you have to do is work them and you only spit out nine when you've been doing 22 and 22 something's up I'm not going to say that you're doing shit. 
But I'm going to say, what's the deal there? Okay? So, I don't even know if Gina did say that. But because you're literally slacking off, you have no room to talk. On top of that, the very next day after you're bitching with Gina, who, by the way, Gina, okay, I will say this. Don't deny it. He probably did say that. I would have flat out said, I can't remember if I did or not, but if I did, explain to me how you have nine demands and eight settled and you have 150 cases. Riddle me that. Riddle me the fuck that. That would have been my answer. Oh, 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 I don't talk shit about everybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. You talk shit about everybody, including the office manager. So, now let's get back to the next point. Be what you say. The very next day, you show up at 11 o'clock. Don't know why, because guess what? It's never on the calendar, conveniently. Nobody knows why you're not there. Maybe Mike does. Maybe you let Mike know. Whatever. But that's why we have an office manager. You're basically going around the office manager and just telling Mike you're doing something. And whether you're doing it or not, I don't know. Stats say you're not doing shit. So let's just say you are doing something productive. You show up at 11. I, I, heard, make you, I heard you make a few phone calls to adjusters and clients. Great. But I also heard you twice for 20 minutes minimum on the phone with somebody not work-related talking about your daughter's acceptance into some bullshit academy. That's 40 minutes of the day flat out on your cell phone in the middle of the office talking about your daughter. That doesn't seem work-related. And then you left at 3.30 and never came back. Hmm. Yeah, don't do that. After you just yelled at someone for talking shit about you not doing shit. Now, mind you, I will say this. Christina is the only one who sometimes, when I'm there in the office late, I leave and she's still there. Whether she's being productive or not, I don't know. But if you're there past 9 p.m., you better pray you're uh, hitting numbers. And from what I'm seeing, they're going down. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, it's already July 12th, and I already have 21 demands for the month without even trying. I'm not going to put up 100 average, but, you know, I'm just saying. Now, before we continue with our themed podcast, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. Super Studio 253, do your yoga classes and your running coaching classes with promo code MEXI, save money. Coach Super actually over the uh, holiday weekend for the Firecracker 5 told me, I need to get my feet stronger. So she gave me some pointers, and I'll be working on that. We'll talk about that in a second here. But also, you know, if you're sore and you need a massage, and I've heard many people say, oh, my God, I'm so stressed, I need a massage. Go to Hand and Stone Massage. I go to one in Dublin. They're all over Columbus and, and the U.S., Use promo code MEXI, tell them MEXI referred you. Save on your Swedish massage and your membership. Same thing with, you know, American National. You want to save money on car insurance? Vote for Ramo. Give him a call. Give him the spiel. Get your UM coverage. Make sure you're covered when all these people are driving without insurance. Enough said. 
And that is the thing that I will say about any job I've ever had. I am the same mofo in the office as I am outside of the office. So I always mean what I say. So if I'm telling you your files are jacked up, your files are jacked up. What would I've told everybody that, and I've told them to their face, and I send it behind their back. At work, Ethan the Madrid, who take care of the intakes the most. Hey, how come there's no social in these files for like years? How's that happen? Oh well, oh oh oh. Yeah, nobody has an answer. We're patching holes on the boat instead of getting a new fucking boat. Because I guarantee you the files that you're currently getting from 2018, they've been neglected since you got them, I'm pretty sure. And who's going to have to fix those when they finally when it finally comes to fixing them? Me. Same thing, Christina. Why do you want nobody to touch your files? Are you afraid that we're going to find something that you're doing wrong? Yeah, pretty sure. Like, I've never talked shit about the office manager because it's not my job. But if I, and I'm not saying I don't fuck around. I do. I watch the World Cup games on at work while I'm working. And I watch, you know, my uh, WWE summaries on YouTube while I'm working. But guess what? All of that is irrelevant because if Mike says, well, what is he doing working 60, 70 hours a week? He looks at the board. Oh, yeah, 103 demands. Yep, nobody else got that. Nobody else is not even, it's even close. I just wanted to prove because for the last five, six years, I've held every single New Year's resolution I've had. And this year was the first time where they would be primarily not running related. So as of now, I didn't even realize I, I, I accomplished most of the hard ones. I'm making more money. I applied to law school. I hit 100 demands in one month, at least once. So now I can relax. I mean, clearly from the first month when I hit 30 and Christina had 22, I clearly established, one, I worked the most hours. B, it's not that hard to have the highest demands. Because I don't know why... People look at me and say, hey, oh yeah, that way of doing the special sheet and the demand letter is faster, great. Everybody switch, has switched to it, except Emily and Christina. Right a surprise. Right a su- surprise. Because they think their way of doing demands is working. Yeah, it's working to get 10 out the door on, the, on, on last month, which is sad. Because with 100 plus cases, you should have 10 within two weeks. You should be able to at least give 20. And like I said, I'm not saying you do, don't do shit. And if Gina said it, so what? But prove her wrong. And it's not high school. It's not drama class. Don't confront people about something that somebody else told you they said. Clearly that somebody else probably misheard. Because I don't remember as the only one who was there that morning talking to her about others. I don't remember her saying that word for word. Now, I'm not saying we've never talked about you because we have. I get told stories all the time. Who cares? 
You act like a bitch. You don't want anybody to see your files. You blind transfer stuff. That's the part I don't like. And ironically, it's funny how you didn't confront me about the shit I've said. Because I guarantee you, nobody else has told you, A, the shit I've said. B, if you've heard the shit i said, it is true. Because you were supposed to give me 22 files back in May. You didn't give me 22 files. You've given me five or six. They're all either jacked up or haven't been touched. So they're, they're worthless. So if I'm going to judge the rest of your caseload based on what you've given me, yeah, you're not doing a good job. Based on the board, you're still not doing a good job. So so if you ever confront me, I would ask you two things. I'm like, if what you, you were told you said this, it's either true or not true. But if they quoted me correctly, it's probably true. Well, let me ask you this. Number one, how can you have 150 cases but only settle eight and, and do nine demands? That seems not productive to me. Number two, you're not here half the time. And there's nothing on the schedule of what you're doing. So where are you? I'm sure the answer is going to be, well, I don't have to answer to you. Great. As long as Mike knows it. But then why is it on the calendar if Mike knows it? Guess what? When I'm not in the office, it's on the calendar. I'm either off because I'm running a race or I'm going to a PNC, a potential new client. I went once yesterday, once the day before. Everybody knew about it. So what's the issue? You can't say I don't work because guess what? The only fucker who has more hours than you and more demands is me. So that's why you don't come to me. You come to the other person who's been there the least amount of time and runs her mouth. I run my mouth, but I back it up. Not saying I'm perfect because I do stuff wrong. Like, for example, if I know it's Cairo only, they only go to chiropractor, I don't need a fucking social. The adjuster doesn't need a fucking social. Hell, the med request, the, the HIPAA doesn't even need a social on it. Just put X's. Because guess what? My Spanish clients don't have socials. So, yeah. Not saying I'm perfect, but I'm also Steph Curry. You're, everybody else is over there doing being swaggy pee. Now again, be what you say, the theme of the, of the episode, we're expanding, so we're hiring a receptionist, so we're moving the front uh, old has who basically supposedly greet clients and, and uh, greet clients and basically send out envelopes. We're moving them over to the empty office where we put all the old stuff. We prepped it yesterday. They're going to sit in there and just basically do mailers. So basically we're paying people to just sit there and do nothing because mailers is not that hard. We have a machine. Ooh, you print. Oh. Mike better not be paying them exorbitant amount of money. Two, we're getting a receptionist and we're moving somebody out there to the front to be a, you know, intake uh, client greeter slash partial case manager. Guess who decided to volunteer for the job? <clears throat> Good old Emily. Which is fine because she probably figures, oh, we tell the clients that we're open 9 to 4. Nobody shows up before 9 or after 4, hardly ever. I can just come in at that time any, anyways. Because I do that anyways. I Everybody's supposed to work 8 to 5, but yeah, they all show up whatever the fuck they want. 
So yeah, sure, why not? I'll be at the front, I'll be able to see what I'm doing. Great. I'll be able to greet the clients. How bad could it be? Uh, all right, Emily. Let's 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 let me put this in perspective. You want to greet clients, but yet every time I hear you on the phone, you mute it or start cussing out clients and can't handle whatever a client gets upset or is slightly rude. Every time a client has been slightly rude. You pass the phone to Mike. You've told me that the files I've gotten from you, you've told me, well, these clients are impossible. Yeah, every time I talk to them, either in person or on the phone, they're nice to me. I met one of those clients yesterday, Arab dude. It's like, oh, yeah, the, uh, the guy I was in the car with didn't have any insurance, and he sued me a while back, so fuck him. Uh, okay, well, why were you in the car with him? Number one. I like how people try to bullshit me when I know what the fuck's going on. I would never get in the car of somebody I don't trust behind the wheel. Number one. Number two, I have this other client who's telling me, uh, yeah, uh, there's injuries in the surgery related to the accident. Really? Because I'm going to read you verbatim what the records say. They already mentioned the accident. They mentioned your previous history of back troubles and your degenerative disc disease. But no mention of the accident making this worse. I've had cases where, rightfully so, over time, all the treatment, the accident has made stuff worse. It is in the medical records. If your doctor thinks it's relevant, it would be in there based on what you tell him. The only part I can use is the initial ER visit, and even then it says, you stated the car wasn't going too fast, you're okay. So how the fuck do you have back problems? Police report says the car hit you doing 20 miles an hour. Get the fuck out of here, old man. Oh, well, I'm going to go and talk to my primary care doctor and have him change the records. You go ahead and do that. Fucker calls me yesterday and goes... Yeah, he said if you send me a letter of what you need, he'll do it, but uh, he can't say for sure that it was caused by the accident. Of course he can't say for sure, because when it comes to having to go to court and going on the record and being deposed, a doctor's going to choose keeping his medical license over lying for an attorney. So he's not changing his medical records, and if he does... They're going to ask him, hey, doc, how come you said this on this thing on these records, but now you're saying this? No. That's shady. It looks suspicious. It gets both us and him in trouble. Nobody is going to say that ever. So, client, get the fuck out of here. You have no case. You want to take this to court and lose? Yeah. Okay. Fine the fuck out of here. Be what you say, people. If the doctor thought it was relevant, it'd be on the record. It, guess what? It's not. Oh, well, if, the, if they want to, uh, want me to say it, then that's fine. Oh, yeah, because when you get deposed, you think they're not going to ask you? Hey, how come you change your records? Oh, well, I revised. Uh, yeah, why? Uh, well, they asked me to. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, the client's buddy-buddy with his PCP. Yeah, that's the problem number two. 
How do we know he's not going to say whatever you want him to say? And even then, it's not even on the record. Such an idiot. And what's the issue with these? Why do they get a big head and they think they can do all this shit? Because for years, they're just sitting there like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, you had surgery? Yeah, great. If I am doing the intakes, I and, and mind you, I've done this with the intakes I've done. Oh, you had surgery? Do you have any previous back problems? Any previous conditions? It's on the fucking sheet. Yes, but it got worse for the accident. Does it? Will, will it say that in the records? Oh, I don't know. Did you tell the doctors you did, uh, that was the case? Uh, well, maybe. If you I didn't say a fucking word and you were already treating for it, unless it says it got worse because of the accident, we can't use it. Oh, oh, yeah, nobody says that. Mean what you fucking say. Quit trying to sign up these cases. They're just going to cost money and not get us anywhere. But, you know, whatever. Now, final point or example, if you will, on this. Mean what you say. So, I got... uh, Headhunted, I guess, is what it's called, uh, by a recruiter for Robert Half. Yeah, I know who that is because my BB Leah used to work for him. Yeah, Robert Half Staffing Agency or Legal Staffing, whatever they want to call themselves, has this new recruiter named Julia tried to recruit Mexi Pants for a better job opportunity. I would like to meet you a few, big to, to to show you know show you a better job. I'm like, okay, all right, okay. Let's see what's going on here. I'll 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 entertain any idea once. All right, let's meet in person. Oh, I'm in Chicago for the week, so I can't. Can we do it via FaceTime? I rarely use FaceTime. Are you serious right now? No, I'm not gonna take time out of my work schedule to FaceTime you. Oh, but lucky for you, I have a PNC to go to at the chiropractor. Okay, I'll do it on the way. Oh, okay. Because apparently meeting in person is too hard. She actually finally conceded and said she wouldn't give out her cell phone. Like, what number am I calling? Oh, no, no, I'll call you. What's your number? Okay, well, here's my fucking cell phone number. It's like, oh, if you really, really want to, we can meet Monday morning for coffee. Okay, all right then. But I'm like, you know what? Let's get this out of the way. Let's FaceTime you really, really want to. I need a copy of your resume to do that. Before, really, you need a copy of my resume? Fine. Here's a copy of my resume. Updated it at work. Send it to her. Oh, uh, so you work for Mike Christensen? Oh, well, but on LinkedIn it says cannot. Yeah, I, I'm barely on there. And I haven't updated it. Now, the fact that you didn't know... That I hadn't updated it because I sent you my resume and it says on there, I would my question that you still thought it was with K, you know, K and R. That's a problem. You weren't reading properly. Number two, it is pretty obvious as to why it's not updated on, on LinkedIn and you really didn't catch that. Then on top of that, you're telling me, oh. Yeah, uh, I have an opportunity for a uh, a better job opportunity for you. It's a 
it's uh, a paralegal job in, uh, in Dublin. Okay, well, that sounds entertaining. What's it about? Because I previously mentioned, yeah, I have multiple variables as to why I will leave. And the top two of those variables are one, pay, two, benefits. I currently, right now, averaging 50 to 60 hours a week on a slow week. That adds up to be 57 to 73K a year. What, can you offer me more? Then I'll leave. Oh, they're not looking to pay more than 50. Yeah, no. Bye, Felicia. Oh, and it's without benefits. Oh, yeah, definitely. Bye, Felicia. Oh, do you have anybody in mind? You know, are you guys looking to expand? Yeah, we're looking to expand. Give Mike a call. And, yeah, I know some people. I know some homeless, jobless, former K&R employees that could, you know, use some info. And, again, hey, oh, well, can I just keep your name and number just for your future references, just in case you ever need? Sure. You know, good contact. Why not? Got home, sent her some three names. Here, get off my back. Me, what'd you say? Don't tell me you have a better job opportunity and you don't do your research. Well, it says there that you no longer work for KNR, but uh, so what do you do? Have you done this this whole time? That would have been my first question. Oh, yeah, no, I actually got a job. Because on top of that, um, you know, it's pretty obvious. And then when I told you how many demands I make, on a monthly basis, you did say, oh, wow, meaning you have no idea how personal injury works. Being what you say, people. And on that note, that's the end of the podcast. We thank you for listening. As always, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe to the podcast. Review it. Uh, hit us up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube. And as always, you all know, where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. Till next time.